welcome to season two, episode 45 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today, I got the squad. You, 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 you pr- pretty much know these people by now if you've been on our quarantine arc. That was a lot of stutters for me, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what or where I was going with that for a second. But yeah, you know this squad from our quarantine arc. We got Matt Aguilar. What up? Janelle Wheeler. Hey, guys. And the wrestling man himself, Mr. Connor Casey, is back with us. The wrestling man. I like that. Yeah. And if you're if Connor's here, you know some big things are happening in wrestling because he's got to talk to us about. And, uh, I mean, we have a trifecta of things today. Like, we got, we're hitting all three big topics, right? Like, we got big developments going on with WWE's uh, big bout with uh, COVID. Uh, we're going to be looking in and some big events for both NXT and AEW. So there's a lot to get into uh, with these two and Janelle on the wrestling front. I'm the only one getting left behind here, I guess. But uh, well, we I, I definitely here. need more information on this for sure, because there is so much going on. I feel overwhelmed and lost. <laughs> That's okay. Connor's going to straighten you out and Good. a lot of other people. <laughs> Plus, we're going to dip into Netflix. We got some uh, big Netflix things to review. We're going to talk about the new movie Eurovision, the new series, The Floor is Lava. Matt's going to do his comics thing. And we also got some, uh, some, some good geek news to talk about. So let's start at the top with all of that. So up first in the news section, we're getting a new TMT, TMNT movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're getting yet another movie. And if you've lost count of how many reboots, reimaginings, re-envisionings, animated series, new comics, and <laughs> everything else in between, you, that's okay. So are we, we all are. This one's a little distinct and interesting because it's going to be a, it's not going to be another one of those live action attempts that we just got done with, um, you know, out of the shadows and all that stuff. Like, yeah, this is going to be a CG animation reboot and the turtles have done a CG, you know, they've done a CG series. They've done a CG movie before, which were both pretty well received on the, on the line of things turtle related. And so this one is, go- is even more distinct because it's got, like, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and, like, a bunch of people from their camp kind of behind it. So the guys that did um, – I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Oh Neighbors, my Mike Neighbors. and Dave needs yeah, uh, wedding Dave. dates. The one that launched them all, really. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the one with Big Lovin'. Gravity Falls. Oh, yeah. Connected. Uh, Superbad? Superbad, yeah. The Superbad hey. gang. Um, yeah, yeah, but yes. Pretty much everything I did laid say. out. Yeah, you <laughs> laid out the important stuff, the more relevant stuff. I'm trying to remember like old 2000s things. Uh, yeah, Janelle put out the more relevant stuff. They're, they're the people behind Neighbors, uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, and uh, Jeff Rowe, who's, who did Gravity Falls, he's going to be directing this T, I mean, TM, TMNT movie. So it's so, not a bad lineup okay. of people. Um, this is going to be kind of, you can imagine like, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are really good at kind of taking things that they were really nostalgic about, uh, you know, oh, yeah. meant stuff to them as kids and kind of finding these weird and funny new ways to kind of bring them back. Um, they, and sometimes they're successful and sometimes we get green hornet, but you know, it's, it's hit or miss, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, but this one feels like it could be actually good by people who actually like, liked like us, the teenage mutant Ninja turtles, eighties cartoons. Yeah. And, the uh, throwback. And, and and kind of in, in doing that. And there's all, yeah. So I'm not mad about this one. You guys, how do you guys feel? No, I'm, I'm not mad at all. Uh, now, wasn't, uh, Rogan's also involved in The Boys, right? And uh, yeah. like, isn't he produ- like production partners and stuff like that with that? And then of course, Preacher, right? So I mean, yeah. there's, 
there's an I feel like he's redeemed himself in that vein aside from uh Green Hornet because if we just had that to go off of I'd be a little I'd be a little worried uh but I mean also Gravity Falls like all that you stuff did not like the rise of Bloodovsky <laughs> no no uh I I think um I think it's good I liked the 2007 uh Turtles all CG it I mean if you go back and watch uh watch it now like even the animation style is still fine. It looks a little dated, but like the core story uh, yeah, it's pretty good. is still pretty good. And this is also separate from the, the one that's coming to Netflix, which is based on the current Nickelodeon animated show, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which oh. is the one that's kind of reimagined like where they're all based on different turtles. They all have like magical abilities and some of the stuff is different, which I, I still really enjoy that series because it's actually really funny uh, if, you, if you give it a chance. But that's separate. So we're still getting that. And then we're getting this new one. Um, I'm glad that they're going all CG. I think that's actually better for the for the franchise. Even though I adore the classic live action movies, like everybody else, mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to to nail that down. Uh, so I'm actually glad that they're going this route. Um, I, I fingers crossed, man. I love the turtles, so I'm hoping I'm hoping this does well. I just need a soundtrack cameo where somebody's playing shell shock in the background of a scene. Yes. <laughs> yes. Knock, you about to get shell shocked. Yes. Uh, Janelle, what is it? Any uh, Ninja Turtles? Where does that fall in your nostalgia meter? Um, I was obviously more into the cartoons than the live action uh, back in the day. And I had action figures and everything. Um, it was probably my most masculine toy of all the toys that and Hot Wheels. Um, but you know me, more content, more content, more content. That makes me happy. I'm excited. Um, you know, I, anything Seth Rogen does, I'm usually a fan of even the bad stuff I usually like. Uh, I really love it when they take childhood movies and they put a spin on it and make it like digestible for adults. They'll kind of put some hidden adult humor in there. And so that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm excited. I think I would love this. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the theater and watch it, but yeah. Hey, this is not worth risking your life for. I don't know. I mean, it's no, it's no tenant. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, <it's not>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is unusually positive. All right, Connor, we're about to get out of here, but uh, what do you think? Uh, I dig it. I liked the, uh, the look of that late two thousands uh, TMNT CG film. So uh, I think it's a good call. Man. Unusually positive. Yeah. Let's keep moving then. No grenades. Nice work, friends. <laughs> Get out of here. That's I'm not good entertainment. <laughs> That's not what the people want to see. They want to see blood on these things. I mean, right. I hate it. It's the worst. Uh, moving right along, Matt, uh, you got an update on the gaming front. We've all been kind of waiting patiently to see what's going on with this new Batman game um, and or Suicide Squad game. So... You kind of dropped this in the thing. You wanted to talk about it. Now's your chance. Give us the latest. What's so, this Batman game? So the biggest thing uh, is that we've been getting, I mean, we've been getting these teases for years, but uh, the DC Fandom event that's coming up in August, uh, it was already teased that there was going to be a Batman game there, or at least like announced or something like that. But a new report uh, via Bloomberg kind of cleared up some of the things regarding that. So it seems that, not only is the next Batman game that's supposedly going to be revealed there is the one from WB Montreal who made Arkham Origins, which I feel like is underrated because I, I really dug that game aside from some technical things. I love that game. I, yeah. So good. So good. Uh, 
can I? Oh, I'm gonna. I'm no. I'm not gonna drop a grenade there. I'm just gonna let it. I'm gonna still let it sit. I was gonna drop a hot, <laughs> a hot take. What there. were you gonna say? I was gonna oh, say no. that, that. I was gonna say that Arkham Origins is probably better than the final Arkham Knight. It's okay. actually better Arkham Knight. Uh, uh, Arkham City is still the best of yeah. the thing. Okay, uh, as long as you weren't going to say something crazy like it was better than City. Now, yeah. Arkham no, Asylum, City's the best. The original Arkham Asylum is still the best. And, and Asylum is great too, but like Arkham Knight, I feel like Arkham Origins is actually better than Arkham Knight in a lot of ways, even just without the Batmobile. But I digress. So WB Montreal is actually the one working on the next Batman game. So that is actually what's going to be revealed at fandom at least according to these numerous reports and we're starting to get kind of second and third confirmation so it seems more and more likely um and then also though that is where the rocksteady one where we talked about last time where we talked about rocksteady's suicide squad justice league whatever ends up being game is also evidently going to be announced so it seems like Hmm. we actually might get two batman games during this one event which is crazy since it it feels like i don't remember off the top of my head when night was released but it feels like a long time. Was that 215? Okay. Yeah. So it feels yeah, like a while. A long time wow. So the it fact that we like waited so long and we're going to get two is pretty cool. That's, that's, that's pretty a, sweet. Yeah. So yeah, just the clarity was. Uh, and then, of course, that's on top of all the movie news and comic news. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. This is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for yeah, this, this event. This fandom event has just kind of jumped up the charts. DC yeah. is taking advantage this year. I, I like are. it. It's like they were like planning for it or something. It's Janelle, stop trying, trying to <laughs> tie. Conspiracy theories. The DC, so DC did not release the coronavirus <laughs> to, to boost its own, mm-hmm. its own thing. These <sighs> conspiracy theories out of here. So yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed uh, we get two. It'd be awesome. That'd be so All amazing. right, now. On moving on to things that might be a conspiracy theory. Oh, cheer up, Charlie. Poor Charlie. Ah. Poor Charlie Ridgely. So in an ongoing saga of our show, <laughs> a guy you may or may not have met named Turn Up Charlie, who's one of our comic book staffers, has been pushing. I mean, he's been team New Mutants theatrical release oh. for a long time now. And we even had bets in place and all kinds of stuff that if it about this year, I believe, if it gets released to theaters this year, and uh, he keeps <laughs> he keeps looking like he's gonna make it. He keep we keep we even brought him on for a victory lap a couple like episodes no. ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, we let him take his victory lap. I don't think I was on that episode. Mostly because we know they could quickly turn into shame laps later that we can bring oh, up. But like, my gosh. you know, we give him. And Charlie's had a couple victory laps because New Mutants, after being in limbo, was gonna get released by Disney. Then it's been delayed and it's been delayed, and now we're kind of. Nothing's official yet, at least not at the time we're recording this. I don't know what's going to happen by the time you hear this, but um, <laughs> it's still set for release in uh, July or August, is it? Yeah, it's on August. Uh, no, no, no. It is. No, Bill and Ted moved to August 14th yeah, so to avoid Tenet. And then <laughs> Tenet is shifting to August 12th, right? Yeah, okay, that's it. Everything had to kind of switch, and Disney had to move Mulan back. And if Mulan lands in August, it's kind of looking like New Mutants could be the one to get the bump. To oh my gosh! Just, just like shock no confirmation. Drop it in, just shock drop it in October on Halloween. Thank like you. That's <gasps> that would the be easiest brilliant. thing on Disney yeah. on Hulu. Yes, yeah, exactly. Easy. Come on back to daddy. Come on back to daddy. Yeah, that's that's been my side bet against Charlie has been just put this thing on Hulu as kind of like a, oh like I said, a shock release. 
that would make everybody instead of flocking to Netflix one weekend flock to Hulu. Like, I'm curious, what is the bet? I forgot what the bet actually is. It what was is from it? another world, so I don't really remember. Dude, <laughs> I'm just looking at this time frame. That was frame. like four, four timelines ago. It was like, supposed to be April 13th, 2018. Then it was delayed to February 2019. <laughs> then August 19th to avoid X-Men and Dark Phoenix. Then April 3rd release date this year. <laughs> Looking back, um, they should have just released it at the same time as Dark Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, damn, why didn't Double we do this? Double feature event. They, they should have just gotten oh your money in one opening weekend. Double feature event. The, the Lost X-Men movies. Dark the Duke Phoenix. Nukem Forever of X-Men movies. Oh, oh my gosh. So, like, yeah. So, it's looking like it's not official yet, but it's looking real strong. Like, New Mutants is probably going to get another bump to WTF. You know, that, I don't know. watch Charlie get in like win this bet right on the buzzer, like December 23rd. Oh <laughs> they just gosh. push it back right before Happy Christmas. Happy New Year's Eve. <laughs> Happy New Year's Eve. Here's New Mutants. <laughs> and then we're going to have him on for another victory lap. I won. I won. No. December 31st. So there really is no release <laughs> At 11 <date>. p.m. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even. I mean, it still looks good though. I yeah, still want to see it. That's the irony. Is this movie it looks, looks like one of the better X-Men movies we would have done I mean, from the beginning. It, it looked, looked good three years ago. Yeah, like, it only looked better the more we've seen of like the finale oh and the God. demon bear and all that stuff. So They're yeah, lucky we're still interested. <laughs> yeah, this is just crazy, man. Poor Charlie. Oh, uh, Charlie Ridgely. Why didn't we put Lar- uh, Charlie on this uh, on this podcast? Because <laughs> it would just be, it would literally just Can we be just the, do a call-in? No, it would just be to beat him up and laugh at him right now that oh. this isn't happening. And then that just seemed very cruel. Which uh, might same. backfire on us if it yeah. comes out later. Yeah, and exactly. then we have to be yeah. cool. But we mourn with Charlie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. I still want to see that Halloween Hulu release. I'm with Connor on this. Yeah, Halloween, I think that's a good idea. There, you could make Halloween this year a lot of fun if you really yeah. some of the stuff that's coming out. So let's, yeah. why not? All right. <laughs> so enough la- laughing at Charlie Ridgely. Yeah, oh. go watch that latest New Mutants trailer. Love you, buddy. Spots because it, it, it does look like a good movie and I want to see it. All right, I think we're in a weird spot now because now we're going to take talk long. And I don't want to do that for too long. So let's pay some bills and take a break. And when we come back, we'll get into our deep dive segment. All right, so... We got a lot in our deep dive segment. We're kind of deep dive heavy. We're a little bottom heavy today. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. It was Janelle's co-sign that made it. Yeah. yeah that made it. Me, it was just creepy. Janelle made it official. She was just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. This is still a family show, I believe. So Eurovision. Let's talk about Eurovision. Good family entertainment on Netflix. Um. Will Ferrell's back at it with another crazy movie, and uh, I thought we'd talk about this one because it's about singing, which, you know, we have a songbird here, Janelle Wheeler. So this is up your alley. And we thought, An ex-songbird, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't, like, you didn't go down too far in the coal mine, Canary. You're still, you're still able to sing here. Like, you're okay. I mean, yeah, I just don't you, pursue it professionally part, anymore. Yes. Yeah. And you have been on an actual singing internet, like, you know, internationally recognized. Yeah, you're like, gave me, so no, it, it literally gave me PTSD, like so many elements of it. Oh. I will talk about them. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into this. So Eurovision's out. 
It's a Will Ferrell comedy. It's on Netflix. It's, it's the only thing we had. So it's like the big thing. So I thought we'd talk about it since it was trending and kind of give our impressions of this one. Um, I didn't think, I always worry sometimes with like the things that like Will Ferrell, the Adam McKay comedy stuff that they're going to make fun about is like sometimes going to be too esoteric for me to like get like too inside of a world of baseball. And I saw this one was about like Iceland and <laughs> culture and song in international European song competitions. And I was like, I don't know, bro. Like, uh, I was like, but Janelle you know, really wanted to do it. So for once, since I've made you watch some horrible stuff, I was like, all right, <laughs> let me press, let me press play and take my comeuppance. But uh, no, I actually enjoyed this one. And you know what? I'm going to give a lot of credit because this is a Will Ferrell movie, but it, it, it doesn't work because necessarily of Will Ferrell. It works mm-hmm. because of Rachel McAdams is amazing in this. And like, basically she really is takes, takes this movie and kind of carries it. And her character is just, it's a really good mix of that kind of heart, but kind of silly slapstick comedy. It felt and like Blades of Glory, but yeah, singing. Exactly. Like, awesome. I love that. Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. I'm watching this right now. Blades of Glory yep. is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great movie. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. And if nothing else gave us one of the greatest like rap song segues of all time. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. So yeah, this, it had that mix of heart and kind of like, and actually had fun cameos and things that actually make you learn about this world and stuff like that. Demi! And, uh, yeah, Demi Lovato. <laughs> and I had to look it up. I was like, wait, is that Demi Lovato? Because I was like, I was so much more excited about. I didn't about... recognize her, no. but I had to don't, make sure that Demi don't. Lovato would do this movie. Don't speak ill of Demi Lovato. No, no, I just, it's so typical, right? Like you would expect a pop star to be in a singing pop star movie. Well, of course. I know, but like I was way more excited about Dan Stevens from Legion as the Russian competitor. Like that, yeah, like seeing great. him from like Legion to this, I was. By the way, how up. are we going full spoilers with this or no? Yeah, yeah, this we is not like yeah, we're going okay. full spoilers well, on Eurovision. We're gonna talk. I was about gonna say spoilers. like Dan Stevens isn't like doesn't have his arm severed and is not like later on fire in a ghost. Okay. That's true. I was yeah. <laughs> saying that is like a great sequence. No, Demi Lovato's her, like her cameo was really great. Like it was like just understated enough that if you didn't know who she was, it didn't distract. But it, if you knew who it was, like it was really hilarious to see and her. And I loved like, her song, way. man. Like so, I want that song on my playlist. There yeah. <laughs> are some really good songs in this, but um, yeah. Beautiful singing. They actually did a good job. The whole Norwegian yeah. culture thing was like really funny. Pierce so Brosnan good. being like the Pierce handsomest Brosnan. man in town who just like banged all these chicks was great. Um, Will Ferrell actually did. I, I actually laughed. There were some parts that are just like really funny in this. That scene with the note where he almost gets strangled by the guy in the gnome saves him. <laughs> like, that I was that amazing. The He's elf. like, here, I'll leave your knife here in case you have to do more murders. <laughs> just like <laughs> runs away. Well, that whole subplot, it was just like zany and crazy enough. But yeah, like well, what I said, you know, what holds it together is Rachel McAdams can, you know, act her way, I mean, out of anything and just crush it. And so she actually. I wonder if that was her something. vocal. I don't think so. I mean, okay, I can't I say so for sure. Either. I'm not going to say for sure. I'm not speaking ill. To, like I said, she could do anything. So maybe it was, but it sounded like it was just some pop stars kind of like. So good. Down. But um, yeah, and she kind of just holds that movie together at the, at the core because it actually gives it like a purpose. And she's like a really good person to play off of Farrell. And she's been crushing comedy because she was also great in Game Night, which was. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I saw a tweet that was like, uh, <laughs> described it perfectly like when are we going to recognize the comedy queen 
that is Rachel McAdams, and it had like four movies. Oh yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, she's Wedding in Crashers, that. Wedding Crashers, um, which we call it, Mean Girls, mm-hmm. Game, oh or Game mean Night. Girls. This, like, yeah, no, Rachel McAdams can do anything, she's, man. She's, she's so amazing. Yeah, but you so. need that for Will. Like, you, you yeah. have to. You either need someone that just is exactly like him, so that the absurdity can play off of both, like Step, uh, Brothers. Step Brothers and stuff like that, or you need someone that can kind of can do comedy but acts as the grounding presence. Because, like, here, Farrell doesn't do his – like, he does his usual shtick, but it's not – it's, it's like, it's reined in. It has enough of yeah, he's McAdams. Actually, he, he's actually, like, more in the background of yeah. the story than, than it, you know, I was surprised by how much she is out in front and how much it is about her as opposed to him. Because he's just the kind of – I mean, he's just a constant. He's just kind of the doofus character – yeah. who keeps doing doofus stuff. And it's the thing like, with Farrell it's you, is... It's, it's her you're worried about, like, when all this goes down. It's always... He's always funniest in, like, in these movies, but he's always funniest. It's always the small things with him. Like, like when they're going out uh, on their first show and the wings and all that, but it's not the wings and, like, him falling off or anything. It's, like, when he's rushing down and, like, all the little things he's saying and, like, oh, my God, no. Like, all his anxious energy is hilarious yeah. like that whole sequence is hilarious my favorite is his interaction things. with the americans just calling out the americans and how terrible <laughs> americans are in general it was just that was so to their face <laughs> great. So yeah. great. yeah like his ad no i mean that's what he does his improv and ad libs are like why what makes will um will farrell really funny as opposed to like other comedians who need like more scripted stuff but um yeah and like him and rachel mcadams were a great pairing because uh-huh. like she just grounds that whole thing and gives it like heart. So, yeah, Eurovision proved to be kind of like a. It was a pretty fun movie. Who knew? And just just yeah. to give a little bit of credit, I looked it up. Uh, Rachel McAdams did sing, but they also took a Swedish singer named Molly Sanden. I'm probably saying the last name cor- incorrectly, but she was like they were dubbed. They were smushed together to make those vocals like just oh. crazy amazing. Barrel acting, or is he? Yes. Over? Oh yeah, yeah, that's him for sure. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. yeah, no, because they don't try to make him sound like he's good. Like yeah. it's like okay. D'Angelo in a full movie. He is great, like ad libs. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, 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 I was having some uh, PTSD. All the backstage stuff and like the yeah, parties. Give, give people background just in case people don't know. Oh, like, sorry, I was on American Idol a lifetime ago, and uh, I made it to the live shows and the voting and all of that stuff. Uh, and my probably one of the hardest they asked me in an interview what was the hardest part about um you know being on the show and i said sharing my living space with these stingers and these strange people that i don't know because every waking minute of the day people are screaming on the top of their lungs like belting out songs in the hotel in the waiting areas in the lobbies and i'm just quietly i'm like i just sing when i get on stage and i it just when they burst into song during the party into this big like over the top on like cringy like vocal collab i'm like that is exactly what happens on these shows (laughs) like people just start duetting and belting out of nowhere when you're at dinner or like it's so weird that was the weirdest part about everything for me on the show and i was dying laughing yeah so i mean accurate I've it was accurate of, oh yeah I could, i've was, been part of the new york art scenes for many years i hung out with a lot of theater kid friends and yeah spontaneous performances are a real thing that you just turn around you're so like what the, 
What is yes. happening? And there's an entire choreographed dance number of, uh, yeah, of Lady Gaga <laughs> going on behind you. And you're like, <laughs> people are doing air splits. And you're like, what is happening here? Oh, uh, yeah, God. it's a real thing. Yep. Yep. That was really so, funny. So I hope this was cathartic for you. Jay Wheel. It, it was funny. It was really, I, I super enjoyed it. And, you know, now I want to actually go watch Eurovision, the, the actual competition, so that I kind of have an idea of what this was based around. I don't know. It just seems really, really good. Yeah. This is one of those yeah. things that stars pick up while they're, while they're traveling overseas doing promotionals and they got to watch stuff like this. And they're like, man, <laughs> we're going to make a movie about this. But all right. We did that one for you. That was taking one for Janelle Wheeler. So we didn't make you watch something terrible for once, and you gave us something that actually turned out okay. Now let's yes. get to something we can all enjoy and can unite America again. Floor is Lava, Netflix series. <laughs> so when this trailer came out, we told you guys we were going to be looking in on this because, I mean, it's genius. It's just a show based on the concept that we all played as kids, that trying to climb like around a room and pretending the floor is lava, except they put some gross orange liquid, hot liquid <laughs> in there and really make people climb these obstacle courses. So uh, they just put it out, and I'm about three or four episodes in because I've been just – it's kind of a thing like I watch with my wife and we sit down and, and do it that way. So we're going to try to stay awake for all that. But, um, yeah, I was nervous in the first episode. I'm not going to lie. The first so episode got me kind of shook. I was like, all right, like, first things first, is there going to be anybody who doesn't make it? Like, that was my first concern because I was like, this looks relatively easy. It seemed yeah. too easy. And I was like, okay, I don't know about this. But then you still start, you start to see people eating it, and you're like, okay, maybe it is a little bit more difficult. And then by the second episode, they check to change rooms in every episode, and you're like, some of those rooms are legit hard, and you're like, okay, and it gets more challenging, and it and it gets good because there are unexpected things. You people you think are gonna you know crush it and get to the end easily start biting it. Like I've even looked away and looked back and be like, wait, where is that person? Yeah. That, that like, first episode had one team that I was like, oh, they're going to take it. And like half that team went away. They also yeah. had one team that I thought were going to eat it. Like the mom with the twins. They're like, yeah. I was like, Shh, they're, they're done. And yeah. They no, they made it. And like, they so were like, so yeah. funny. So there is a surprising element to it. Um, the only thing I've noticed is after about four episodes, you can start to predict who's going to eat it by what the narrator says because the narrator – Whenever he says things should be okay, that means somebody's about to eat it. And whenever he says, like, builds it up, that something's going to go wrong, you're like, it's going to be okay, which is just TV. Mm. I mean, and it's not easy yeah. to narrate this show. Like, So I'm not as far of, in as I'm you are. I'm three episodes in. Okay, yeah. so I'm two. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'm on my third. Um, and I know Kofi's at four. So, like, one of the things I can't take about, like, the, the one thing that sticks out to me that I don't like about the series is the narration. I can't stand it. It's so, like... It's, it doesn't add anything, and it's just annoying. So, like, halfway through the first episode, I was like, oh, my God, please stop talking. Like, just <laughs> let me see what's happening. Stop talking. I don't need these giant intros of, like, per family. Like, it's almost too long. Like, I, mm. I don't – and it's not like – okay, it's one thing American Idol does really well is, like, instantly get you to care about these yeah. people before they go on stage. This show tries to do that, and – doesn't in almost every single case. Like I they get to like the them cast, over the course. Yeah, they should let the contestants tell their story a little bit more instead of the narrator. Is that what you're thinking? Like, yeah, because yeah. it's just like, it's so canned. Like I get it, reality shows, I've watched how many competitive shows and yeah, some of that like, 
campy, fun, like they yeah. say puns all the time. I get it. I know what comes with the eh. thing. But this one is so schlocky. Like it's just yeah. so bad. It'll like, oh. I loved the triplets though, because their dynamic was so funny. But they like, were great. And so and I they let I them liked talk. Them. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. did a lot of talking because the one guy was such he was so sarcastic and he was such a jerk to his brother. Yeah. <laughs> he was just dogging on their hairline. Yes. Like their age. But then I cared. And so then when they yeah. did it, yeah. I was like, oh my what? Like I was he so was like, in it. why did mom and dad make me so short? They didn't, but I thought but I enjoyed it and it was like yeah. just it needs to find a balance. I, I didn't know if like later on in other episodes that balance is Found. like does it does it find well, a mix? all i can say is it, it doesn't i mean the format doesn't change but like what happens is the narr i mean the narrator himself becomes more meta and aware of him of himself oh good and, and so he starts like even commenting on his own failed commentary okay <laughs> like he'll say like and he'll say like yeah i kind of messed that one up or i didn't need to build that one up or you know oh whatever. i and do okay. remember that moment yeah, yeah it starts it starts around episode three and then it kind of he more and more he kind of begins because he after a while i'm sure even he was like all right like you know they had to yeah. find the pace of like what it is yeah. and so there are more episodes where and i like what they start doing like they start kind of just getting in and just throwing a label on a team just so you understand they're like a type yes and just the, teachers, like, yeah. The, yeah, the teachers yeah right. and then like it gets better with that and then like you just okay. keep moving and so it's easier just to connect as if they don't try to make them people it's just like we don't need to know their whole life story about college <laughs> it's like a quick blurb like hey i'm this they get made fun of and they're like okay the mama's boy okay, you know like perfect. and then they just yeah. keep going with that and because so that was the thing in the first episode like that yeah. first family i'm like literally how long are we sticking on yeah. on them i don't need to know no, everything exactly. they ate for and breakfast they <laughs> the amount of people that are just going to disappear into the lava like you don't need to know about them you just okay, need cool. a loose kind of association like, yeah. yeah, they do the, like the triplets is rare. They kind of really clicked in. They were like, okay, the triplets. Then there's like the dad, vibes, the pretty, yeah. the mama's boy, the pretty boy. And then they just keep going like that. And it's just much It's better. all in the casting. They just, yeah. you know, got to find the right people that have the great personality to be, you know, animated on camera. And then also in, you know, the ring in the, the course, because some people are just a lot bland. of trash and eat it and we can laugh. It's so like, fun. It's yeah. The but it's such a good break. Like it's for me to have, have it on while I'm doing laundry or something like that. It's a good yeah. show to have on. It's fun. Yeah. And for yeah. me, uh, my shout outs to the editors. Cause they really do a great job. Every time somebody goes into that water, making it look like oh. they never come up. Oh, <laughs> they told you, you know that the producers were like, if your teammate falls in, you need to scream like they're dying. Cause like everyone you can see, they're like, ha and then like oh yeah ah like and they always cut like, away like they never come up it's well like, the first <laughs> person that goes in when she sacrifices herself yeah i was like where is she she never her she never comes back up for air so i'm like uh like where do they have some secret compartment down there i was, I was like Kobe, where when the first time they went through the the competition and when they went through the track i was like okay this looks a little this looks a little easy and i don't know if like the the falls are going to do it for me. And then literally the one where the guy, it's one of the triplets, the guy falls and like, he's at the last stair. And when he falls, they play that, that like best. four different times and four different angles. <laughs> that looked like it hurt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. that's this, also, as the rooms get harder, that's the real joy of the show. 
as things just become more yeah. like loose objects spaced out all across a watery floor, people have to do actual jumps where they just begin to, I mean, most of it is just watching them crack their face. Well, this stuff ribs, doesn't look like it's crotches. not foam. It's not no. like made out of any, it's just like hard, like hard wood. And yeah. like, yeah. it looks awful. Yeah, oh, geez. It does. But in so, the best way. Yeah, I mean, but it, yeah, it gets great because people, people sacrifice some real important body parts to like get across <laughs> this thing. And it is pretty satisfying. So yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. The narrator, I mean, it, it has to find its way because like you said, like, I mean, the first episode I was kind of unsure about, but then yeah, by episode three and four, when it really kind of gets rolling, they click into place. I, I'm enjoying it a lot more. Yeah. So I'm going to finish it up. So that's Netflix's The Floor is Lava. All right. Now, Connor's getting himself seated upwards and upright because this is his time <laughs> to shine. You guys have a whopping amount of time to talk about wrestling before we got to throw it to Matt and uh, get out of here. Or do you want to do comics first and then just do wrestling to, to your heart's content? Let's, uh, let's get comics get out comics. of the way. Yeah, yeah let's get, get comics because we usually get those cut off. Yeah, so let's get oh, comics out of the way and then just give – we're going to let you guys – Can I start comics off with something cool? <gasps> yes. If you're not viewing this, it, I am holding up my first like oh. real sent to me color comic book. Uh, it's House of M. Great. And I am just so excited. The artwork looks beautiful. So I'm going to be starting that this week and I'm so excited. So again, shout outs to Josh for sending me that. That's so sweet. That's man. Well, talk about a great one to start with too. That's a, yeah. that's a good one series. That's a good one, but I'm at, all right, you got comics and then wrestling to talk, so uh, take us through it. All right, so uh, it's a quick week. This is a, uh, one of those weeks that just, you know, there's not much because it's the next week actually kicks off the next month's big thing of books, but we do have a few. Uh, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 15. We have King of Nowhere, number three. What Matt have- is alluding to are those weird, gross, oblong weeks in comics that are just anglers. <laughs> where they don't want to treat them like end-of-month anglers like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> And so I'm not, wait till I'm the not, next week. Danglers. Not, not touching it. <laughs> not touching it. Uh, we have Disney's Moana. What a great segue that is. Uh, Disney's Moana, the story of the movie. Didn't want to uh, touch my dangler. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we have All American Comics One Shot. We have Firepower Volume One, which is uh, Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney's new book. Uh, we have uh, Negan Lives Number One, which is a, I imagine Janelle will be very excited for that are you chomping at the bit i would love to read that one um so that is one we should definitely get like when you have a chance to read we should definitely get your thoughts okay i mean i can do that first um don't yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah, we'll talk about that next week uh we have dawn of x uh volume six we have foh uh (laughs) i'm not a fan of they did start releasing the series by themselves we are actually getting like excalibur volume one uh, we're getting Marauders Volume 1 and stuff like that. But, yeah, this is a lot. It's still That train ain't stopping anytime soon. Uh, and then last but not least, we have Marvel's Black Widow Prelude, uh, which seems an odd time to release it <laughs> since I imagine when it was in the works, the movie was – yeah, it's that has been a whole thing. But if you are uh, like Brandon and posting tweets about that the movie would have released this day and missing theaters, you can definitely check that out and bide your time a little bit more. But that is kind Downer. of – all right that's it guys this is this is your time to shine it's time for some wrestling take us through 
Uh, however um, you guys want to do it. I don't know if you want to do it alphabetical, if you want to just do it by most important, WWE. Well, you guys let, think it. Let, let's, let's talk about what's happening, Matt, because uh, some people might not know. Um, over the next two weeks, uh, episodes of NXT and AEW, which air at the same time live each week, uh, will be going head-to-head with their own special little events. AEW, you've got Fighter Fest. That was a pay-per-view last year. They're turning into a free show. And NXT is reviving an old WCW brand, the Great American Bash. Um, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of shady pool, some some might say, by by bringing back uh, Great American Bash to go head to head with the son of the guy that invented the show and doesn't have his hands on the copyright. You know what I'm talking about. You, you already know. But um, but I gotta I gotta be honest. I'm really excited for these next two weeks because. This is the stuff that is so much more interesting to me when it comes to this Wednesday night war than pulling up the ratings on Thursday and seeing who won the night before. Yes. Stuff, this is the stuff that's fun. Yes. This is the stuff when people compare this to, you know, Raw and Nitro going head-to-head in the 90s. We, we don't really get that anymore. This is the closest we're going to get to that. Yeah. Well, and we don't get it anymore because of the nature – like of the of the industry of and the yeah like yeah. yeah it just doesn't happen so yeah i agree with you i i get bored of the ratings back and forth so this is exciting because both cards are loaded and they have fun matches and because there's two weeks you can actually build stuff in one to feed into the other like it's it's really really cool so if you were a wrestling fan and haven't given either of these a shot like this is the perfect time to me to just jump in exactly okay it really is Good to know. If you're you're not busy on Wednesday nights, either USA or TNT, I'd recommend the TNT show. That's just me. Okay. Um, (laughs) No allegiances showing at all, by the way. Exactly. (laughs) But let's talk, let's let's look at both these cards. Matt, give me three matches that you're like, you absolutely gotta see this if you're watching NXT. So for both nights, right? Not just night one. So uh, for I don't I, I know for um, the Great American Bash it is we only have one match so far confirmed for the second night we have ideas what will come next but it's a big one so it's a really um, big one. but starting with night one uh, I would say one of the biggest ones is actually the uh, number one contenders match uh, because of what it sets up um, it, which is uh, Candice LeRae Dakota Kai uh, Tegan Knox and Mia Yim all in a fatal four-way elimination match, which the winner of that will then go on to face Io Shirai. Um, the other big one involves Io Shirai of the night and is with WWE Sasha Banks, which is a huge yeah, that, one. That's not a title match, right? No, exactly. So because of that, it's like the contenders match actually has more ramifications for like later. Like, yeah, I don't think Shirai's going to lose in any case, but you know, you could actually see a new champ. If in yeah. that one, but Sasha is still going to be a great, that's going to be a great match. So those two uh, from night one. And then I would say if I had to keep it to three, the next week's event with uh, North American champ, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, who is the NXT champion. This could very well be the time where we see Keith Lee become NXT champion, Adam Cole right off into the sunset and do whatever else he's going to do. That's- see, I'm, I'm, I love that match. I'm worried they're not going to give us a clean finish on that one. I'm worried too. I just, I think the, the, uh, the Killian, um, carry on cross teaser, like right before all that happened yeah. was kind of like, Oh, this is where we're going. What, what, what's Keith doing? 
I mean, if they, yeah. they want to make it Cross versus Lee and just two big bastards going at each other, I'm good with that. And yeah. They, they want to get pull on the situation. But the only thing I can think of is if they – so because I get it. That totally makes sense. And it's a very WWE thing because, honestly, I thought the last time we had Cole – in a pay-per-view they were going to do it and they didn't they didn't pull yeah. the trigger so they could do it here the only thing i can think of in that case is if if keith wins becomes nxt champion then mm-hmm. carrion uh st- somehow they figure out some Carol. way for cole to get the north american championship or some belt then carrion goes after him and that gets him a belt but not because I, I think pushing him to nxt champ right now might be a little too much for for a lot of fans um, well, the thing is, they love these, especially in NXT, they love these God-tier heels. You, you yeah. look at how fast Kevin Owens went from, hey, I just showed up to, I'm going to murder Sami Zayn and win this yeah. championship. That was real quick. Uh, yeah. Ciampa going from his turn into, hey, Aleister Black, I want that title. Just a couple of months in between that. Yeah. So I agree. They very well might. Um, I would, I think if you're looking for a capper of this event, that's like and it kind of like they did with Ripley because as we saw that doesn't mean you have to keep the belt on them for very long Ripley only yeah. had the belt for a, a couple of weeks and then gave it away and now I we think have that, that had more to do with them loving Charlotte Flair than it did having played I but I think they did it because they knew ultimately like we can take the belt off her and still like you she's a little Teflon at this point I think Lee gets the belt they could still take it on them if they really wanted to and it wouldn't really necessarily hurt him i think it's a bummer i would rather just have you lee win here and then become champ and get a run i would that's how i would rather because i'm a little like done with the cole era i i i'm looking for something fresh so that's where i come at it from but they can uh, go well, either way with it you knock the cole era but you got to mention dexter loomis being the greatest thing on television right now no that Ooh, match i if, love that guy if it wasn't for, like, because that match, I'm looking forward to that match, but it doesn't have anything to do with who he's facing. <laughs> it's Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, by the way, for setting uh, for, like, for like Janelle Covey, Dexter Loomis is a creepy dude in the ring. He like He's like a snake man. He, yeah, slithers, he slithers out from under the ring and just looks at you. Is he, like, you. actually creepy, or is he, no, like, his cool character. Creepy. His character is kind of cool-ish. It's creepy. kind of funny, because they'll ask him a question and then he'll start drawing a caricature and then they'll come back from commercial and the caricature's done he just holds it it's like a full piece of art like oh, and he, he cool. slithers on his knees he randomly pops up like jason just staring at people from like from the shadows i it's, feel like i love that it's so it's great so they're doing yeah. the first ever strap match with against uh roderick strong who has been terrified running in the walls and running from him it's it's been hilarious i i gotta say i didn't see that coming this whole thing but it's great yeah. uh but it's just the fact that like it doesn't have like any like long-term ramifications or anything it's just gonna be a great fun match so I'm and then that thatcher lork and it's just gonna be lots of slapping from lots two, of slapping two skinny pale guys and missing teeth Oh, oh God! Yes, <laughs> lots of missing teeth. Yeah, lots. Of uh, then over on my side of things, they've kind of loaded up the first night with title matches. Uh, you got uh, Omega and Paige versus the best friends. Cody taking on Hager. I I could care less about that match. I'm sorry. Oof. I, I just don't. No, Jake. And, uh, love. Is this AEW no, now? No yes, What's this up? is AEW. This is AEW. Uh, and then uh, Sheeta versus Ford. Uh, I, my my thing with 
with Fighter Fest is as much as I like a lot of the card, I don't think any titles are changing hands just because this, this is very much a, hey, we're holding over for our Labor Day pay-per-view. You know, a couple months from now, we got some big stuff building for that. Don't expect too much to happen here. I will say that tag title match is going to be awesome because I went back, Matt, I don't know if you've seen it since. I went back and watched that Paige Omega and the Bucks match from February. Yeah. You know, the thing that got six stars everybody praised about. It's still awesome. It, it's it's still such a good match. And I, I, I've i seen best friends do some amazing stuff in Japan. Uh, actually, with the Bucks, now that I mention it. Um, I think they'll I think they'll kill it with the tag match. The rest of that, that first night, I'm like, eh, is what it is. Um, but then the the intrigue comes in night two for a couple of reasons. And if JK is listening to this, he'll love it. Because you get Orange Cassidy, my boy, taking on Chris Jericho in what is sure to be How is amazing that not match. match of the night? That's got to be like – like I'm so looking forward to that match. Like the, the fact that they had a brawl and he pulled out a second pair of Ray-Bans and put them on after he crushed his first ones and just stood there. Oh, he's like literally bleeding out of one of his ears. Just like the coolest that, – that's their version of the Becky Lynch breaking her nose thing. Yeah, it's great. A couple years ago. And you're, you're gritting your teeth at that one, man. Um, huh? Then no. there's the intrigue. You know, you agree. I'm not going to put them on the same level, but I will say it's great. Okay. See? See what I did there? Fair. Positive. Fair enough. The intrigue comes in the world title match because we don't know if it's going to happen. It's oh, supposed oh, oh. to be John Moxley versus Brian Cage. One problem is John Moxley's wife is Renee Young, and she came out revealing she had COVID last week. And they live in the same house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The latest. Are we going to talk about the COVID stuff? Yes, we certainly can. Yes, um, that's that's one of the bigger developments from that. But yeah, just the last little hanger on the here coronavirus. is coronavirus. <laughs> thank you, Cardi. Um, <laughs> we don't know if the at, like as of this like when this episode comes out, we still might not know if the match is happening because it gets taped on Thursday. He has reportedly had two negative tests. But then you got to wonder, like, for incubation, you don't know if you have it for a couple of days. So it, it could be a toss, but they might just say, screw it, we're not, we're not going with it. Um, but if the match does happen, somehow, it'll be good. Um, yeah. And to answer my own question, give, me, give you three matches. You need to watch the tag title match, uh, FTR and the Bucks in that eight-man tag, and Jericho versus Cassidy just for the sheer ridiculousness that it will be. Is there anything from that show that interests you? Me? Yeah. Uh, there's, and, and in fact, what I was going to say is, so like Janelle, right? So she's looking at which, like, for both nights, if you're going to watch things, what I would suggest is I think the first night, Wednesday night, is a better card on NXT. I think it's I'm, more I hope stacked. you know I'm actually, like, typing out notes No, yes. Right now. Okay. I <laughs> would, my, my thing would be, I would recommend the first night you watch less. The Great American Bash, and then okay. the second week, I feel like Fighter Fest, even if, because we only know one match right now in NXT, it's, yes, it's not an apples to oranges comparison, but I think mm-hmm. even what, regardless of what gets added to NXT's second night, the second night on Fighter Fest is going to be so hard to beat because it's just loaded with like really interesting stuff, especially if the Moxley thing happens. So I would watch that the second week and watch NXT the first week. And I think you get a great sample of both. I have a really stupid question. Yeah, go for it. 
I do not have like cable. I just have a lot of logins. Like me personally, I own a lot of like streaming services and I have the WWE app. Where does that fall? Does that fall in line with any of that? Or is, are these both just completely on their so, own? So NXT is part of WWE. So I can watch on that streaming Matt, service. Correct me if I'm wrong. How, how soon does the replay from the current week get on the it's, network? Is it a day later? It's, oh, it, that's from, what I, from what I understand, it is still a day later. I okay. literally, one of my community members was like, I want you to learn wrestling. I'm buying you this membership for three months. <laughs> and I was like, man. okay. <laughs> like, Janelle's fans rock. Can we just say that? Man. I am that's really my, doing this wrong. That's my House friend, of M, a WWE subscription. But I can't let them down. Like if someone's right. investing in me, I've got to actually like do it, right? Yeah. So, no. okay. um, And then as far as AEW, that is okay. on TNT. Now, okay. yeah. Connor, is there a way to watch that, like in a See, nap? Or I, I have Hulu Live, so I'm able oh. to watch it through that on my computer. I have Hulu Live too. So then you, you'll be going. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Oh, and wait though, if you have Hulu Live, you probably is is USA on there too. Yeah, you could yes. watch both. Yeah, so you can okay. just watch both. But yeah, you'll now you could always just do um, you just flip between both. And oh, get us for both times. But if, I mean, I don't know if Connor agrees with me, but I think that's not a bad shakeout because I, I think regardless of what NXT does on their second week, mm-hmm. it, Fighter Fest second week is just packed with stuff that like, I feel like you, you is a perfect sampling of what they do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's fair. You get the, the great tag team stuff, the goofy, like, Hey, it's kind of an inside joke, but the moment you watch it, you kind of get what's going on. Okay. Um, and just a, you know, the, the biggest names kind of clashing with each other. I, th- I feel like with Fighter, they definitely thought out the whole thing in advance. Whereas with Great American Bash, they were like, we've got one big match to worry about. And then the rest were just going to kind of fill in as we go. And also, even if you don't catch it live, um, I mean, I know WWE is really good about this, and I believe AEW is too, about like, you can watch a chunk of them on YouTube because they do a really good job of like putting out multiple clips That's from each match. That's what I was going to ask yeah. about. So yeah. even because, if like, you miss condensed one. versions. Yeah. Or, uh, because, you know, comic reading, streaming, yeah. or video not, game. <laughs> it, it won't be the whole match, but it'll be like the very Important like pieces. 75% of the way through to the end to kind of give do you Do you guys like, have a favorite channel that you want to shout out? Or anything like that, Honor. like on YouTube uh, for YouTube. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll give a shout out to Cultaholic. They are a, a Newcastle-based wrestling uh, news coverage I'm site. I love their stuff. They are so funny, especially with their podcasts. So if you if you want to check them out to kind of keep track of stuff, they're fantastic. Cool, Cultaholic. Yeah. Got it. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, all the action on Wednesday and you can definitely keep up. And I would really be curious to see like what you think after you've watched them both and really get a sample of all this stuff that happened. Cause like really Wednesdays is like a whole other world of wrestling. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like, like already with the documentaries of WWE and now I'm like, Oh gosh, there's a whole like, nother side. I'll say this just like whenever we talk about the pay-per-views and we're negative about like, Oh, this show sucks. This stuff is completely separate from me. Okay. these are, these are, One's a different brand, one's a different company. Well, and notice how positive stuff. we've been. Like, we've yeah. been immensely positive in this, as opposed mm-hmm. to the ones that Kofi always <laughs> rips Kofi's on. Kofi's like, you guys like, know how to sell wrestling. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because the wrestling's not great. 
Why are you so depressed? Yeah, this is we're totally like, well, different. We're going to do a whole segment on this big event that's going to suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. now, Until we get to the horror show. Oh, that's don't, don't do that. Don't bring show. it down. The horror don't bring show. it down. Don't bring the it down. We can't read the, the room. We're almost out of this. Come on. All right. So let's uh, real quick, because I, I know Janelle brought it up. Let's touch on the COVID uh, mm-hmm. situation with WWE. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the latest we know is that at least four people have publicly stated that they have it. Um, WWE has told all of its wrestlers to not say publicly if they have it. So it is kind of a toss-up as to who has a positive case and who doesn't. The oh. highest number we've heard is two dozen. So it could be a lot. You basically I mean, I have just to- Googled it and it said 30 positive cases of COVID on Forbes. You have to you have to pretty much base it off of who is not on television, who has come out publicly and said they've got it, and then it's it's kind of a guesswork from there. We're never really going to just tell you how bad this is, but we do know that they they tried to get a live show set up for late next month in Lakeland, Florida. That's gone. That is not happening. Uh, Florida cases are look, spiking again. Yeah. yeah, it's it's bad all around. So it could be a while before we actually see. Uh, okay. WWE events in front of actual fans and not Ugh. just NXT wrestlers. And they've already pulled the friends and family thing. So that's not even happening. And okay. now here's, so here's a positive thing. At least now uh, we are starting to see people in the audience have masks. That was something that was not happening before. And if it did happen, it was like one person and everybody else didn't have one. So now at least we're seeing that in the crowd. It's still not everyone, but it's at least a step in the right direction. I will say the one thing I did find interesting on uh, in the latest news was that like fans are having a little bit of an issue with WWE making Ric Flair a it's, like it's central certain... part of a storyline and having him in the building when you have all this stuff going around him. To put it, I mean, to put it in perspective, Ric Flair is how old? Seventy-one. Okay, why and are he's you? He's a couple years removed from being basically dead. Yes. Oh so why gosh. are you bringing a 71-year-old, no matter how limited a role, you're on TV and you're around all these people. So why are you bringing a 71-year-old to the Performance no. Center three weeks in a row? Why are you it's doing really that? Not a, it's really not a good look. Like it's we not, all looked at, it's a look. And we all saw Jerry Lawler at the commentary desk. We were like, hey, you're in your 60s. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this can affect everyone. Don't get me wrong. And regardless of age, but at the same time, yes, some people are more average than others. So take, take, common sense precautions just just do that so yeah and and i understand where some of the yeah everybody goes luchador yeah with the masks not a bad idea with masks although most of their masks should be a mask storyline so so you don't know who's doing what to who it's a big (laughs) mystery all mask event come lucha underground revive yeah oh man i miss that'd be great I do too. All right. Anything else for the wrestling front, guys? Uh, that is it. But uh, be sure to keep an eye out for the coverage. We're going to have uh, live yeah, coverage like of you guys both shows. Busy over the Fourth of July weekend. Oi! All right. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you're just getting into the show during our quarantine arc, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday on comicbook.com, or you can subscribe to our RSS feed. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlists, Spotify, Stitcher. You can go on the comicbook.com YouTube page to see our smiling faces or watch live with us every Wednesday and Friday on Facebook. 
If you are just now getting into the show, you can you want to talk to us about any topics, you can hit us up at the hashtag uh, Comic Book Nation. You can also tell your Amazon Alexa devices to play Comic Book Nation podcast and it'll fire up. I always forget about that one, but that's, a, that's an mm. easy one. Yeah, hashtag is Comic Book Nation. You can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Janelle Wheeler. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. And Connor Casey underscore CB. And if you guys are just now getting into the show, if you go on iTunes and review the show and leave us five stars, we are eventually one day, one shining day, are going to be back in our office. And we have a whole room full of these Comic Book Nation t-shirts, if you're watching, you can see me wearing, uh, that we want to send out to people who leave us five-star reviews. So when we get back in the office, we're going to have, I mean, this thing keeps getting longer and longer, but we're going to have a whole rundown of five-star reviews from appreciative fans, and we're going to send out a bunch of t-shirts to keep the mailing department earning those paychecks since they've had so much time off. So please go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review so we can get you a t-shirt. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you again for tuning in to Comic Book Nation. We want to say, make sure you guys stay connected, stay healthy, stay at some kind of peace in this crazy year, and be sure to tune in with us again. So we'll see you next time. Peace. Deuce. Later.